Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, listeners. How are you today? Hello, Neil. I'm well. How are you? I'm well as well. Well as well. Well as well. So we are going to be chatting today about the most important commandment. The most important commandment, yes. Yeah, so we had a guest speaker on Sunday, David Helliard from Compassion. We did. If you want to listen to that message, get on the website, go to media. Uh, what was it? ccfnt.org.au. Yeah, ccfnt.org.au. Yep, and you will see his message there. You will. Already. It's there. Already uploaded. That's great. Fantastic. Good message. Yeah, it was a good message. Um, nice to have him along and talked a little bit about the work of Compassion, um, which is releasing children from poverty yeah. in Jesus' name. Yep. So Compassion, great organisation. Um, so we deal a fair bit with Compassion and also uh, Baptist World Aid, um, which do child sponsorship as well. Both of those organisations are excellent in what they yep. do. And yep. it's really about empowering the community, empowering the young people and always partnering with local churches. So yeah. fantastic for both of them. All right, so he wanted to talk about the most important commandment. And yep. he got asked a question. So this is in Mark chapter 12 and verse 28. And he asked this question of Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? What do you reckon, Matt? Well, I know what the answer is because I can read it here. <laughs> True. Oh, well, would, okay. you, would you like me to read it out? Go for so it. So Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Great. So he's answered that question. Yes. Fully, completely. Um, started off with the Lord is one, and you got to love God. But then yep. Jesus added something else. He did add something else. It goes on to say, secondly, and is equally important, so it's not really secondly, is it? It's like mm, true. 1A, 1B. Yep. Yeah. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And no other commandment is greater than these. Yeah. So really it came down to love. Yes. Loving God and loving people. Yes. And um, I guess like as David was talking, there's a lot of challenge in this in how we love people. Um Talked a little bit about forgiving people. Um, talked a bit about how if you've been in the church for any length of time, yeah, no doubt you've been hurt. Yeah, um, and he said basically join the join the queue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's true. Like it's it's funny. Like when you look at these commandments, that I think even though they're equally important, one can't really happen without the other, not in its full sense. So if we aren't really loving God. Yeah, I think we find it very hard to love people because we try in our own strength to love them. Mm. Um, what do you reckon? Yes, I agree. Yeah. We don't understand the true nature of what love is. Mm. How can we be expected to actually truly love others the way that God wants us to love? Um, the other thing he talked about too was actually loving ourselves and, yeah. and just really understanding um, who, who we are in, in God's eyes. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's also equally important um, that yeah we we recognise our identity in 
in God, uh, yeah. our identity in Christ, and allowed that to then impact the way that we view and and love on on those around us. Yeah. Um, again, I think you need to you need to experience that before you can replicate that outwards. Yeah. Yep. Definitely, and it is so true. They like we we sometimes think, and like I was really pondering about some Christian organisations and stuff. Even us at times, you know, as, as people of Christ, there's times when we are not very godly in relationships, mm. you know, and we we want our own way. We want to manipulate things so that it's better for us. And when we act in that way, we, we always hurt people, yep. you know, and yet we are called to be different from the world. And, you know, I was pondering about it, just about a few of the different organisations I, I thought about, and I was like, man, there's there's so much turmoil within this Christian organisation where people are backbiting and talking about each other and, you know, trying to demand their own way, chucking tantrums and things don't go their own way and things like that. Um, I hope that's not the case in my life here. I don't, I don't experience it mm. here. Um, I think there's a times you do. You yeah, know, but it's such a big thing. This whole thing of actually loving one another, um, because if we don't love one another, we're just not going to live how God wants us to live. We're not going to live community the way that God wants us to live, and it's very self-focused. Um, and so, in that, Matt, I'm just wondering what, where does that role of loving self? actually fit into loving others in community yeah i mean i think i think if you you under you truly understand what the way that god loves you um the things that that jesus did in order for us to be in relationship with him if we if we truly understand that that then um changes our perspective of of others as well like it's you know i'm I'm a sinner that is saved by the work of Jesus and mm. and recognizing that I'm not any better than anyone else. I'm no no more deserving than anyone else and and you know recognizing I think it's it's really important that we recognize that we are we all we all fall short you know and and coming together with you know with with that understanding and not not setting you know, particular standard or whatever. I mean, that that happens as you grow in relationship with Christ. But, you know, if we come in expecting that everyone has to meet a particular standard, otherwise they're not welcome, that's yep. that's not going to end well. Yeah, um, and, that's true. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, getting offended when you come to church by by different things or, or whatever. And, you know the 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 very fact of the matter is that the church is a place that is is welcoming to to people who are hurting to people who are broken. That's what the church is about is is making a, a welcoming space where people can feel loved and 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 you know it's a, a place of safety and security. But mm. the reality is that that what is it what is it saying the hurt that hurting people hurt people mm. um, and you know so we need to we need to work through that together and and. You know, there's there's levels of grace and things like that that's required as part of that. Just the way that that Jesus has grace for for us, we need to extend that same thing. And it comes back to what we we're talking about before, in in that you can really only extend that grace and and 
and that welcoming, loving environment if you actually truly understand what that means for yourself as well. Yeah, and I guess like when you get to the bottom line of it, most of us, in terms of what we feel of ourselves, mm. and I think it's true, is like we get so down on ourselves, we even uh, examine our own shortcomings yep. at times. But when we understand what God actually says about us, then it changes that. And yeah. and I think like for me, that's that loving of self, you know, like that we, we start to understand who we actually really are, not who we seem to be. So um, as people who are saved, our nature is not to follow after the world. We have received that new nature in Christ Jesus and that nature actually can be loved. It's like, well, wait a minute, even though I had all these shortcomings, Jesus overlooked them. He saved me, healed me, delivered me, and set me free. Yeah. And now I'm not that person anymore. No, and right. I think that's why we can love ourselves is that we're going, oh, wait a minute, that actually isn't really me anymore. I can, I can see who God says I am. Yeah. And there's one of those songs, you know, I am who you say that I am, I think, that we, we sing. Mm. And it's actually so important because until we actually release from that power of sin in our lives, like that actual, I guess, discontent with who we are, because we're not enough, um, we often project that onto other people. And James talks about it in terms of, um, you know, where's all the fights? Where's all the quarrels coming from? And James chapter 4 talks about it. says, don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Mm. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Um, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only, what, only want what will give you pleasure. And I think like when I read that, that just speaks to me of you feeling that you are not fulfilled in life. Mm, yeah. The first one was like uh, you, you want something, so you're going to kill for it. You want what you don't have. And then when you see someone else with it, you're jealous of it. Yeah. And so... You know, we see this play out in workplaces all over the place when someone might have a position that someone else wants, they will, you know, backbite, yep. pull them down, white ant them. I think we yep. used to call it in some of the jobs I was in, they'd say, oh, they've been white anting, you know. Yep. And that's like you're, you're going in to actually destroy the fabric of what is there. And for us as Christians, that's the love that should be actually there that gets eaten away when we start to follow after our own desires. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's so dangerous. It is. Yeah, and I, I don't know, Matt, how, like we talked a bit about loving God first and then loving yep. others, but yep. practically what what is the outflowing of love? Uh, I mean, because I, okay, this is one of my things that I think about, I'll go into in a minute actually. No, let's, let's go. What's the outflowing of love? What's the outflowing of love? Yeah, like when you walk into a place, what would make you think these people love one another well i mean it's it's that friendly smile it's the 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 welcoming um it's the the conversation and and you know you can see relationship that's there and you know there's not people running around angry and yelling and whatever but it's it's just a you know you can it's a bit like you know how when I don't know if you've ever experienced before when you like you've been invited to someone's house for dinner or something and 
you walk in the door and you can just feel like yep. something has happened in yep. the moments before you knocked on the door. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I do know. And, and, ever, and, and, you know, it might be that the people that you're visiting and put on a front and they're like, oh, no, everything's fine and whatever. But you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, there's, no, there's that. That's that you old can, saying. You can feel it, man. <laughs> yeah. You can Cut feel it. Cut the atmosphere with a knife. That's right, yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's like that, you know. You can, you can recognize if there's a loving community there or not as soon as you walk in the door. You know? Yeah. And, you know, what, you know what, what does that look like? Well, it, it looks like people are actually looking looking at you as a as a person that that the same way that god would look at them yeah. with that love and and you know there's not a appearance of being critical or you know making remarks about mm. you know what they look like or you know what you know what i mean like this yeah, yeah. Just, it's like being critical of everything that happens and critical of everything and, and yeah. yeah so looking at the outward often rather than the heart yeah. You know, so that, that's one of the things that I always think, you know, like most Christians I know are genuinely interested in doing what God wants. Yep. Um, and they're just trying the best they can mm. with what they got. And I think that's one of the things that I I notice for love. It's very encouraging. You know, it's like, hey, man, I can see you're not the best at that, but. Yeah. Whatever your heart's in the right place. And I don't yeah. mean it like, oh, you know how you can say with sympathy, oh, their heart's in the right place. But you're actually being really cool. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're hopeless at singing, but their heart's in the right place. You know, it, it's more of a, <laughs> you know, that that genuine desire to see people succeed. Yeah. And, yep. and, That's it. and be everything that God wants them to be. Yeah. Calling them into what they're meant to be. Yeah. Um, rather than pulling them down for what yeah. they are. And I think some of it is, you know, that whole thing of, you know, we want what they have sometimes. It really is. Mm. Um, and it's amazing how many people can have an opinion of what you should be doing, but they never did it. You know, but they they know how it should be done, but they've never actually done it themselves. And, you know, they, they've got an opinion about it um, and how it should be and isn't being done, but you've started up something. And, you know, sometimes I see this with people that just start up a ministry out of the goodness of their heart, they're, they're starting to work. And then all of a sudden everyone jumps on them because they're doing everything wrong. And you're like, wait a minute, they've just heard from God. I want to try this. I think this would be great. Um, I'd love to draw people together, but because it's not perfect and how someone thinks it should be, who wasn't doing it, um, they get slammed. And I'm like, what? what's the go with that? Yeah. Are we Christians or not? You know, and this is one of the things that I think as you look at love, there has to be a developing of love as a Christian um, or your character won't get changed. Yeah. And it's not getting changed. Um, and it's it's sort of like one of those things. So it love develops your character as well so you, you have like what you said i love what you said about that atmosphere mm. it just sits there eh? yeah yeah I and mean, you feel I, i'd say warmth maybe yeah 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 a warmth that comes um and part of that too is like learning to forgive and uh, david talked about that mm. um have you ever come across someone who just will not forgive someone else 
Possibly. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know the answer to that question. Um, there's certainly been times when I have had relationships with people that have been strained and stretched and a challenge, um, possibly because of, of sort of unforgiveness and stuff like that, but I, I, I don't think it's ever been really named as such. Um, but certainly recognise that when when we're holding on to things ourselves, you know, like if we're we're walking through situations where we haven't forgiven a person for a particular thing that they did that they might not even be aware of or mm. or whatever. But when we're holding on to that, that becomes a blockage to the way that we can both interact with them, but also how we interact with other people as well. You know, like if we get burnt by someone. You know, through a certain circumstance, it means the next times that we come into that sort of situation, that's going to impact the way that we react if we're if we're not walking in that space of, of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think Dave when he, as Dave was talking on on Sunday, he was talking about the fact of that forgiveness brings about freedom and release. Yeah. Um, not only for the person that we are forgiving, but also for ourselves. You know, yeah. and that's so it's really important. I think that we're in that space of of making sure we're not walking around with a whole heap of stuff that's not that we're not forgiving people for. Yeah. You know? It um, certainly stops the work of God, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and as I say, it it impacts and it permeates every situation that you walk into. Mm. Um again, it comes back to that hurting hurting people hurt people. Mm. Um and so, you know, again, I think just that being in that space of do I do I really understand who I am in Christ? The fact that I am forgiven, mm. um, and then are are there things that I need to forgive other people for, and are there people that I need to forgive as yeah. well? Yeah, um, and because, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and like you could probably take it: forgiven people forgive people too. You know, they should. <laughs> yes, and yeah. if again that goes back to the knowing who you are and loving yourself. Hey, I can. I can genuinely say I'm worth loving, not because of me, but because of Christ. Mm. He died for me, forgave my sin. And if we really fully get the the actual enormity of that, yep. and then we deal with other people, I think it would really help. Um, and I remember, so personally, um, I don't think I hold grudges against people. There's been times when I've had to go, you know, I just need to forgive that. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean a restoration of a relationship or closeness even but it's yeah. just like you know okay i'm just gonna overlook that it doesn't even mean that um, justice has been done because forgiveness is not justice um god's the one that's going to hand out that stuff um yeah. you know don't take revenge yourself let god sort it out if he wants to it's up to him mm. but you know it doesn't again it doesn't mean that justice doesn't need to be served either on people but you're right, it releases people. And, and one of the examples I had is that I was in the fire brigade uh, when I was a bit younger and one of the guys there, I'd known him for ages, he's a Christian as well. Um, anyway, he thought I'd been saying stuff about him at work, which I hadn't been. Yeah. Uh, but he was believing the lies of someone else. Anyway, fast forward, I'm out of the fire brigade, you know, six, seven years later, he came to church. I hadn't been to church for a long time. Um and was skeptical and started sort of listening again and then went over to his house for a barbecue and this thing came up mm. you know blah 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 and i said i'm so sorry 
I never said that. Do you really believe what that guy says, knowing him and how he hated you and wanted to get to you? Mm. Um, and it was never said. Yeah. said. There's no way it was ever said. And it actually released him. So yeah. forgiveness yeah. flowed. I yeah. did say sorry that he yeah. thought that. Like Genuinely, I, I didn't want him to feel that way. And all of a sudden, his whole life changed again and his heart was opened up to God again. And he connected with God. He got back into ministry and preaching and stuff like that. And, you know, it was good. Mm. And like with us in our lives, if we let that forgiveness trap us, unforgiveness trap us, um, God can't move. Yeah. There's this limit put on and it's all all us. Um, So it's so important. And that is part of you know, that loving others is mm. just going to choose to forgive. Um, and it doesn't mean we don't sort out the problems, right? Yep. Yeah, that's not what it's about, but not holding the hardness in your heart. Mm. Um, yeah. And and the other thing that I think that I, I, I sometimes notice, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here or not, but there's sometimes people who act in an unloving way and and Christianity, I think we can confuse love sometimes. Mm. So love means I will excuse every bit of bad behavior you ever have towards me and your attitudes and actions. And because I have to love you, I'm just going to excuse it all. Do you think that's true or not? No, it's not true. True. I mean, true love is, is you know, wa- walking the journey together and, and holding each other accountable and you know, encouraging each other, reminding each other of who we are, you know, that identity that we have in, in God. And when, when our identity doesn't line up with who God says we are, that's there's those moments where we need to say, hey, mm. hang on a minute, what you're doing here is not not what God wants for you and all of that. So I think, and that's that's definitely love. It's not, love is not just completely ignoring everything that everyone's doing, but it's, you know, it, it's it's doing life together. It's, it's, yep walking the journey and recognizing that you know again that we all fall short we're all going to make mistakes and whatever and sometimes sometimes we don't even see that and if we're not if we're not walking together and journeying together and and pointing that out in each other and encouraging each other even in the things that you know there might be good things that are going on that you know i see in someone and they don't see it in themselves and if i don't say anything to them then how are they going to grow in that in that identity that that they don't even see in themselves you know so there's that you know, it, it goes both ways, yeah, it sure uh, both does. both good and bad. So yeah, mm. it's not if you love people, you just have to let everything go and yep, and be welcoming and whatever. But you know, yeah. There's, yeah, and I think what that attitude sometimes does is breed immaturity in Christians because um, number one, we just excuse it, but we'll talk about that person to everybody else. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and and on the other side of things, someone—and I'm not talking about a new Christian, right? Someone born again yesterday, but someone been in the faith, you know, for even years, yeah—and they're still acting in a really bad way. And if you confront it in any way, that's oh, you should just love me. No, yeah, every Christian on both sides of that has this—I uh, I guess, um, what do you call it? Um, responsibility to love yeah so if you are acting in a way that is hurting the christian community by your attitudes and actions yes you are called to love just as much as the person that you're doing it against or the community that you're unloving to but it just seems sometimes it just gets a little bit one-sided and so look 
you know, I don't actually have to change my bad behaviour. You have to love me. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Bad behaviour is unloving. So you're not loving me. And yeah. we're all called to love one another. So it's yeah. that reciprocal thing. And that's what really uh, makes community work. As Jesus said, uh, the world will know you're Christians by the love you have for one another. Yeah. And if yeah. that's not present, yeah. we might say we're Christians, but they're certainly not going to know it. So, mm. yeah, it's a good message. Um well, Challenging and um, and encouraging too. I thought, yeah, you know, just to really get back to that that base level, and yeah, Jesus didn't leave it just to love God because loving God's easy, but loving people, <laughs> I think that's what Dave said. Uh-huh. Yeah. he said on the weekend, he said, you know, loving God's the easy part. Yeah, loving people, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's it from me. Excellent. Thanks, Neil. See you, buddy. Yeah.